Hey guys, welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee from CandidConfidence.com. I'm a confidence coach, blogger, and online course instructor here to help you unleash your inner badass. This podcast is for the girl who is ready to ditch the self-doubt, overcome the overthinking, and live a life that feels fearless and free. So let's do the damn thing. Hi, beautiful. Welcome back to the Canon Confidence Podcast, where I'm teaching you how to live your most free and fearless life. So excited for today, as I say at the beginning of just about every single episode, but today's another solo episode, and I'm talking about something kind of interesting today. So I'm going to be talking about some embarrassing parts of my life and kind of a pretty, pretty detailed story of some things that I've went through um, and what I've learned and how I've come out on the other side, becoming finally who I'm really meant to be. And I've been talking about this. I talked about this in last week's episode. I've been talking about this on the gram a little bit, but I really feel like I went through a super long period of time where I was really trying to be somebody else and I was really trying to fit this mold that I was feeling expected to fit in. And how recently I've just kind of seen all of that come to light for myself and I've realized, holy shit, I've been doing a lot of things that haven't felt aligned with me or have really reflected who I truly am to be accepted, essentially. And it was a lot of it was very subconscious, right? I didn't realize I was doing this. So I know that, you know, one of my big messages is is really becoming who you are and being yourself. And I think that there's layers to that. I think that there's layers to confidence. And just when I, you know, was feeling like things were really going well and I was really liking who I was, I peeled off another layer and got really deeper into who I truly am. And this month or so that we've been, I don't even know how many days or weeks it's been, but it's been over a month that I've been um, in isolation and for me, it's really been an introspective time. It's been a time of, of deep of deep thinking and a lot of realizations. And I hope that it's been the same for you. I know everyone's experience is different. Some people have kids at home. Some people are still working outside of the house, um, all sorts of things. So, you know, I know everyone's experience is different, but I think that no matter what, it is a really good time to reflect on what parts of the quote, normal society we want to return to. You know, and, and really taking a look at the friends that we're surrounding ourselves with and the people and the um, the media that we're consuming, all the things in our life, it's a great time to just take a look at those different different aspects and ask ourselves if they truly align with us and if we want to continue having those be part of our normal life. Okay, so today's story is going to start with me um, when I was in eighth grade. So a little known fact about me, I was actually homeschooled until eighth grade. So I was in kind of an interesting situation growing up. Um, My parents didn't really want to send me to the public school where we lived. It had a bad reputation. You know, it really wasn't um, (laughs) the best environment. It was, uh, you know, there was a, a town there that was very impoverished and Um, you know, some crime and things like that that went on and my parents just didn't want to send me to that school. On top of my parents are hippies, you know, so they're they were into the homeschooling uh, gig. So I was homeschooled until eighth grade. I really wanted to go to school. 
I have always been super outgoing. I'm just such a people person. And I wanted to go and explore. And I've always been like an adventurer. And I just have like this free spirit. And to be contained, like I just couldn't. So my parents finally agreed to send me to the public school. And I went in eighth grade, which was probably not the best year to be the brand new homeschooled girl. <laughs> you know, this was a middle school, sixth through eighth grade. So by eighth grade, everyone already had a group of friends, right? And now I was this new girl who had been homeschooled. And, um, you know, obviously, I really didn't fit in, okay? <laughs> I really didn't fit in. I really didn't know, you know, social norms and commonalities. I didn't know the terms people were using. Um, I didn't know, like, the pop culture references. So I just was completely on the outside, and that was really, really hard. And I'm sure that being the new kid in, in school is hard for a lot of people. Um, and... If any of you had went the, did the transition from homeschooled to regular school, like DM me on Instagram. Um, we can chat about that. I don't know. I kind of doubt anybody did, but you never know. Uh, it's funny because I never told people I was homeschooled until maybe like two years ago. Um, I, I was embarrassed about it, to be honest. You know, people think it's weird and so I you know I went through this situation of, of transitioning into public school and everyone obviously thought it was weird and it was very scarring for me so you know friends in, in college and friends that I have now like I just told one of my best friends um in Pittsburgh where I live like maybe two years ago that I had been homeschooled most of my childhood they were like what <laughs> okay girl interrupting this episode to give you some very big news if you have a deep desire in your heart to have a career full of passion and purpose, and you've been feeling called to make this dream a reality, the time is now. My new program, Build Your Free and Fearless Business, is for you. This is a six-week group program where I take you through each step of creating your own online business. You'll learn everything from social media sales and marketing to how to bust through the fears that keep blocking your way. Each week you'll have a workbook, tasks to complete, and an hour-long group coaching call with me to walk you through every step of building your business. You'll have access to a private Facebook group where you'll get to interact and make friends with other like-minded new entrepreneurs, and I'll be in the group daily answering all of your questions. Girl, if you've been dreaming of starting a business, or maybe you've already started but you feel really stuck and you don't know how to make this thing an actual business, this is the sign you've been waiting for to go all in. This is an intimate group program where I need to be able to give my full attention to each of you, so I'm limiting this to only five spots. If this calls to you, I wouldn't wait. The link is in the show notes. And I'm like, wow, I finally feel free enough inside of me to like tell people things like that and not care, and that is a good feeling. So anyways, eighth grade, not a great year, okay guys? Not a great year. Um, I was bullied, I was harassed, I was crying to my mom every night. There were days I didn't have anyone to sit with in the cafeteria. Um, it makes me think now, like when I see someone eating by themselves in like a big group setting, like I get really upset inside. I bet you this is why, because that was me um, as a young girl. And so anyways, went through all of that, made it through. Um, <laughs> this is like so embarrassing, but towards the end of eighth grade, a movie came out that you have all seen, I can guarantee it. That movie was called Mean Girls, and that movie changed my life. 
I was what, 13 years old? For, maybe about to turn 14. I was about to go into ninth grade. My mom took me to the movie theaters to see this movie about a homeschooled girl who was homeschooled in Africa, right? Caddy Heron. And her experience going to public school, being made fun of, not fitting in, and then becoming popular. Well, I thought, well, if she could do it, I could do it. So I went on the journey to trying to become popular. And <laughs> bless you, my dog just sneezed. Don't know if you heard it. Um, you gotta say bless you when your animal sneezes. I mean, <laughs> obviously. So anyways, it's gonna be really funny if anyone listens to this from my high school, because they're gonna be like, wow, this is so weird. But I watched that movie and I literally thought, okay, I know how to become popular now. All I have to do is start dressing, acting, talking, and looking like the popular girls. So I changed how I dressed. I changed how I spoke. I changed the, you know, I got really like obsessed with the color pink. I actually pinpointed certain girls from my high school, like very early on in ninth grade and said, okay, I'm going to become friends with them. So I would go, it was, it was like the very early stages of social media. So I don't know if it was MySpace or what it was. It was probably MySpace. Uh, where I noticed they all really liked the color pink and were super girly. And so I started to like essentially change myself to fit into that mold. That seemed to be the mold of being accepted, right? There was this certain way that if you looked and acted, <clears throat> you would be accepted. And so that was what I was going to do. So I did and I became friends with those same girls. <laughs> it's so funny. But because I, I mean, when I went into high school and I did all of this, I wasn't telling them this, right? I was trying to forget that I had ever been homeschooled. I wasn't going to tell them that I watched a movie and now was trying to trying to be something I wasn't to fit in. So I went through my life like that. You know, after after a period of time, I probably completely forgot about that period of my life. And really only recently I it came to me and I realized, holy crap, I did that. Like I forgot that that was even something that I did because it just became my new normal. So high school was great. I loved high school. I had lots of friends. It was a blast. I loved it. Um, I went to college, kind of same deal. Then I went into the corporate world and things were a little bit different. You know, I was surrounded by men in suits and I didn't necessarily want to be that like super girly girl that I had been, I realized I kind of needed to shift who I was again to fit in to this new corporate structure to once again be accepted and be liked and to please the people around me. And I remember reading books. Um, I've always been into personal development. I, I read a book. I want to say it was Cheryl. What's her name? Cheryl Sandberg. Is that her name? She's like the COO of Facebook. Um, anyways, I read one of her books early on and it said like things to do to like get promoted and climb the corporate ladder and all these things. And I read all these books about this. Things like don't have your hair too long. Don't wear jewelry. Don't wear a lot of makeup. Like really just don't look like a damn woman. <laughs> don't bring cookies to the office. I know that these women who wrote these books had good intentions and there's some truth to, to doing that, right? I mean, I don't, I can't say that they didn't work for me. I climbed the corporate ladder very quickly in my young career. And I can't say that it wasn't in part to do with this because, you know, there there are some things that you 
kind of do shift in order to fit in. It's just the way that it is. And so I didn't keep my hair too long. I tried not to be too girly like the way that I dressed. I didn't want to stand out for the wrong reasons. I didn't want to be, you know, the center of attention for for things like that. I wanted to be the center of attention for for my thoughts and the way that I was able to articulate conversations and had ideas and things. So maybe there's some truth to that, but maybe I just took it too seriously because I do tend to do that. I tend to like read something and take it very seriously. And um, so I kind of, yeah, I really became this like super serious business person. I, I mean, I was the girl who was there. I used to get to work half an hour to an hour early every single day. Like this was when I was 22, 23 years old, 24, 25 probably. Um, I would stay late. I was the first one in and the last one to leave. I didn't take lunch breaks, you guys. If you know me currently and food, like I, I eat when I, my body tells me to eat, I eat. I don't, I get hangry. Like don't mess with me with food. I used to skip lunches all the time because I was running around trying to be this perfect businesswoman. And, you know, I, I actually went four years at a job without calling off sick one time, okay? They give you paid sick days for a reason. Now, if you get sick for, you know, a week at a time and you need all your days, you're screwed if you use them for, quote, fun, fun things, right? But I took it to the whole other level, okay? I was just like, doing everything in the book, everything possible to try and get promoted as quickly as possible, essentially formulating my life around chasing the almighty dollar. That's what I was doing. And part of that came from back to my childhood, you know, uh, we didn't have a lot. And so there was a lot of scarcity and that was very ingrained in me. And I wanted to do the opposite. I wanted financial freedom and I am still so into financial freedom. I think financial freedom is extremely important. I don't think that we should ever um, allow ourselves to be stressed and anxious around money. Like I think we should keep striving to get to a point where we don't have to be stressed and anxious. And maybe that means living within our means um, rather than working 100 hours a week. But I think that that's important. But what I was trying to do was something totally different. I mean, I, I wanted to be a vice president of a company. I was like, you know, I wanted to just like live in like a skirt suit and like make, you know, $400,000 a year and work 80 hours a week. And I didn't care about the hours because it all went along with this identity I was creating. It went along, it was just like feeding my ego. And when you feed the ego, it just keeps going and going and going and it just doesn't want to stop. So I was also after this like glamorous life that the media and like Instagram shows us, right? It's, and I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of showing, you know, the things in my life that are, that are more glamorous. And um, it's just, we see, we see like the Kardashians and all these people, we idolize them and we want our life to look like theirs and they have a shit ton of money. So we end up just chasing and chasing and chasing and wanting and wanting and wanting. And the problem is it's never quite enough. And I went in my early 20s from making, you know, maybe 50,000 to 70 within like a real quick span of time. I went, I want to say like a year, um, maybe six months. Like it was real quick that I got like two promotions 
and life changed a lot, right? You know, I had all this more money, but I didn't, but the thing is you just don't feel any different, right? That's the honest to God truth. Now, it wasn't easier to travel. Yeah, I could finally travel while still paying my student loans and do other things and, and this and that. And that's nice, um, that's nice. But what comes with making more money, more responsibilities, of course, more stress. So it's just so interesting to look back on, on those years and, and what I was really just always seeking. And it was just, I was never taking the time to just be happy with who, where I was at and to just be full in full acceptance of where I was at and then fully loving it. It was always just a journey to the next fucking thing. And there was a lot of times over the past you know, several years as well, or not several, like my, you know, the entire period basically from eighth grade to, you know, a couple years ago or so, um, I was really, you know, afraid to speak my truth. And I was really trying to go along with what anyone around me was saying. If I was around people that had a certain political view, I was afraid to express mine. Um, for being outed. If I was around people that idolized a certain pop culture type of thing, I wanted to go along with it and pretend I at least liked it or something. And a lot of this, like I said, was subconscious. I didn't realize I was doing it. I wasn't consciously sitting there saying, yeah, I need to have the same views as these people so they'll like me. No, it's not like that. But you guys know what I'm talking about. It's when you're at the dinner table with, with relatives and, you know, topics come up that you don't agree with. And you just kind of go along with what they're saying. And it's not like we need to start a fight. I, I do not, <laughs> I do not like arguing politics. I do not like arguing anything. But a quote that I heard one time that I think is worth repeating. Don't ever let your silence make you a liar. Don't ever let your silence make you a liar. And what I think that means is by, by being silent when you hear things that you don't agree with, you're essentially saying that you go along with it, right? Especially if you're kind of insinuating that through your um, like mannerisms and, and through your facial expressions. If you're just kind of going along with things that you don't believe in, who else is picking that up off of you? Because if we're, if I'm doing this, I'm gonna assume other people have done this or do this right? We're just kind of trying to go along with what other people think and we pick up on the belief systems of other people and we start to agree with the same things as them. When you let your silence make you a liar, not only are you not speaking your truth, but you might be encouraging other people to just go along with the same thing as well. People who look up to you, who you're an influence in their life, might start to buy onto your same beliefs because that's what we do as humans. And it's a lot easier to just kind of go along with what other people are saying than to be the one who stands out. We don't want to be the one who stands out that way. We don't want to because that goes back to the tribal days when the one person, you know, who, who stood out, who was speaking out, they, they didn't, if they didn't fit in, they were screwed. And that's how our brain is hardwired to work. Our ego wants us to be accepted so fucking bad. It wants us to be liked by everyone around us. And so it makes it really difficult for us and really scary for us to ever speak our truth. And 
And I know I've mentioned this in probably several podcast episodes. I feel like I talk about this all the time. But we become the five people we spend the most time around, guys. I know you've all heard that quote, right? Your financial wealth tends to mimic the five people you spend the most time around. And think about who those people are in your life. And think about the situations they're in, their circumstances, their beliefs, their views, who they are as people. And I'm sorry, but especially while we're in isolation, shouldn't we be evaluating that? Shouldn't we be making sure that we're being inspired by those people, being motivated by those people, being enlightened by those people? Um, I wish I could remember this other quote. <laughs> I like love quotes, you guys. What's the one where it's like, it's like looking at your circle of influence. If the people around you don't inspire you to be more, then you don't have a circle, you have a cage. And that's so true. And sometimes it can be really hard when you want to talk about things around people that you just know they're not going to get. And so like for me, this is, you know, with my spirituality um, views, which are different than people who, who have views about you know, like mainstream Christianity, right? I believe in God. I pray to God. But I don't really practice mainstream Christianity in the sense that a lot of other people do. And my views there are quite different. And same with politics, the way the world works. And, you know, I, I'm like really into mindfulness and meditation. That's an enormous part of my life. I don't really talk about those things to a lot of people because most people think it's weird and they don't get it. Uh, so sometimes I don't talk about it, but then I get messages from those people. You know, even then I'm around in my regular life and they say, hey, like, you know, I'm interested in this or whatever. So even for me, like I have to start speaking my truth more. I can't hide behind this, this veil of trying to, to please everyone around me. Who gives a fuck if people think it's weird? Like who cares, right? People think it's weird because they're just, their brain's just telling them the same thing. Go along with the grain. Don't go against the grain. Don't stand out. Fit in. Do what will make you cool and popular and accepted. Just like I did in eighth grade. <laughs> or more so ninth grade. So if anyone, you know, acts that way towards things that maybe you're talking about or that you believe in, just know that. And for that matter, when you're t when it comes to politics and you're around people that have the opposite viewpoint, we almost have to look at that like that's not them as people. It's their ego. Your ego wants you to be right at all costs. It does not want you to ever admit that you're wrong. And it will fight. It will fight tooth and nail to prove its point. And it makes you feel inside of you like I have to be right. I have to prove this point. And if people don't, you know, accept this, and, and it's just a whole thing that just goes back and forth. So when I'm encountering someone that feels very strongly about something that I don't agree with, or they're they're getting mad, they're trying to prove their point, they're whatever, you just have to recognize that that's just their ego. That's it. Who is that person deep inside? That's what I want to know. I want to start to get to know people on a deeper level. Who they are when they shed their ego. You know, who is that real version of them when they're not trying to 
to create this identity and, and go along with this image that society wants us to create? Who would they be then? So I think we really have to evaluate those five people and maybe, and maybe we need to be the one to start speaking differently with, around them. You know, maybe in that circle, there's not a lot of inspiration. There's not a lot of motivation going around. There's not a lot of dreaming big or deep conversations. Maybe it seems really superficial and surface level and that's not really suiting you. Maybe it's on you to start going deeper with these people and to start enlightening them and change the conversation. And you could be the one to bring them up and lift them up because that's so, so, so important in life. Helping others, lifting them up. I mean, that's everything. That's everything. And it's not to say like ditch your friends if they aren't like, you know, <laughs> millionaires and inspiring you and like, you know, Buddhas and like, not at all. But do you have people that often bring you down that are very toxic to you you know we really have to look at that even even in our place of employment you know for those of us who you know are maybe laid off god forbid or or just like working from home or just in a different working situation it's reevaluating that too do we want to go back to that office setup do we want to continue this career path and we have choices and maybe if you're like most people, even just in the evenings and weekends, because we're not going out and seeing friends and going places and going to the gym, we have, we have a little more time to really evaluate different parts of our lives and really ask ourselves, is this in alignment with me, with who I really am? Does this feed my soul? Does this nourish my soul? That's what I want us to be asking ourselves right now and really digging deep and going deep into this. Okay, well, that was fun. Telling you guys my story about <laughs> going from being homeschooled to being a corporate crazy person. So if you guys love this episode, if you picked up just a little bit from it, if you got some enlightenment from it, share it on your Instagram, share a screen share of it and tell me what your takeaway was. That's how we can spread the word and spread the love and get more people in this amazing community. And I'm so grateful for you guys for listening. Go ahead and drop me a five-star review and a rating. And don't forget to subscribe. Okay, I love you guys and I will talk to you soon.